Ode to Silence from Second April by Edna St. Vincent Millay. Read for LibriVox.org by Kristen Hughes. I, but she, your other sister and my other soul. Grave silence, lovelier than the three loveliest maidens. What of her? Cleo, not you. Not you, Calliope, nor all your wanton line. Not beauty's perfect self shall comfort me, For silence once departed. For her the cool-tongued, her the tranquil-hearted, Whom evermore I follow wistfully, Wandering heaven and earth and hell And the four seasons through. Thalia, not you, not you, Melpomene, not your incomparable feet, O thin terpsichore, I seek in this great hall, But one more pale, more pensive, Most beloved of you all. I seek her from afar, I come from temples where her altars are, From groves that bear her name, Noisy with stricken victims now, And sacrificial flame, And symbols struck on high, And strident faces, Obsteparous in her praise, they neither love nor know a goddess of gone days, Departed long ago, Abandoning the invaded shrines and fanes of her old sanctuary, A deity obscure and legendary, Of whom there now remains, For sages to decipher and priests to garble, Only and for a little while her letters wedged in marble, Which even now behold the friendly mumbling rain erases, and the inarticulate snow, Leaving at last of her least signs and traces, None whatsoever, Nor whither she is vanished from these places. She will love well, I said, If love be of that heart inhabiter, The flowers of the dead, The red anemone, That with no sound moves in the wind, And from another wound that sprang, The heavily sweet blue hyacinth, that blossoms underground, And sallow poppies will be dear to her, And will not silence know In the black shade of what obsidian steep Stiffens the white narcissus numbed with sleep, Seed which Demeter's daughter bore from home, Uptorn by desperate fingers long ago, Reluctant even as she, undone Persephone, And even as she set out again to grow in twilight, in perdition's lean and inauspicious loam. She will love well, I said, the flowers of the dead, where dark Persephone the winter round, uncomforted for home, uncomforted, lacking a sunny southern slope in northern Sicily, with sullen pupils focused on a dream, stares on the stagnant stream that motes the unequivocal battlements of hell. There, there will she be found, She that is beauty veiled from men And music in a swound. I long for silence as they long for breath, Whose helpless nostrils drink the bitter sea. What thing can be so stout, What so redoubtable, In death what fury, what considerable rage, If only she, upon whose icy breast, Unquestioned, uncaressed, one time I lay, and whom always I lack even to this day. 
being by no means from that frigid bosom weaned away, if only she therewith be give me back. I sought her down that dolorous labyrinth, wherein no shaft of sunlight ever fell, and in among the bloodless everywhere I sought her, but the air, breathed many times and spent, was fretful with a whispering discontent, and questioning me, importuning me to tell some slightest tidings of the light of day they know no more. Plucking my sleeve, the eager shades were with me where I went. I paused at every grievous door, and hearkened a moment, holding up my hand, and for a space a hush was on them while they watched my face. And then they fell a-whispering as before, so that I smiled at them and left them, seeing she was not there. I sought her, too, among the upper gods, although I knew she was not like to be where feasting is, nor near to heaven's lord, being a thing abhorred and shunned of him, although a child of his, not yours, not yours, to you she owes not breath, mother of song, being sown of Zeus upon a dream of death. Fearing to pass unvisited some place, and later learn too late, how all the while, with her still face, she had been standing there and seen me pass without a smile. I sought her even to the sagging board whereat the stout immortal sat. But such a laughter shook the mighty hall no one could hear me say, had she been seen upon the hill that day? And no one knew at all how long I stood, or when at last I sighed and went away. There is a garden lying in a lull between the mountains and the mountainous sea. I know not where, but which a dream diurnal paints on my lids a moment, till the hull be lifted from the kernel and slumber fed to me. Your footprint is not there, Nemosyne, though it would seem a ruined place, and after your likeness heart, being full of broken columns, Caryatides thrown to the earth and fallen forward on their jointless knees, and urns funereal altered into dust, minuter than the ashes of the dead, and Psyche's lamp out of the earth upthrust, dripping itself in marble wax on what was once the bed of love and his young body asleep, but now is dust instead. There twists the bittersweet, the white wisteria fastens its fingers in the strangling wall, and the wide crannies quicken with bright weeds. There, dumbly, like a worm all day, the still white orchid feeds. But never an echo of your daughter's laughter is there, nor any sign of you at all swells fungus from the rotten bough, grey mother of Pyuria. Only her shadow once upon a stone I saw, and lo, the shadow and the garden too were gone. I tell you, you have done her body an ill, you chatterers, you noisy crew. She is not anywhere. I sought her in deep hell, and through the world as well. I thought of heaven, and I sought her there, above nor underground, in silence to be found. That was the very warp and woof of you, lovely before your songs began, and after they were through. Oh, say if on this hill somewhere your sister's body lies in death, so I may follow there, and make a wreath of my locked hands, that on her quiet breast shall lie 
till age has withered them. Ah, sweetly from the rest I see, turn and consider me, compassionate Euterpe. There is a gate beyond the gate of death, beyond the gate of everlasting life, beyond the gates of heaven and hell, she saith, whereon but to believe is horror, whereon to meditate engendereth even the deathless spirits such as I, a tumult in the breath, a chilling of the inexhaustible blood even in my veins that never will be dry, and in the austere divine monotony that is my being, the madness of an unaccustomed mood. This is her province whom you lack and seek, and seek her not elsewhere. Hell is a thoroughfare for pilgrims, Heracles, and he that loved Eurydice too well have walked therein, and many more than these, and witness the desire and the despair of souls that passed reluctantly and sicken for the air. You too have entered hell and issued thence, but thence whereof I speak none has returned, for thither fury brings only the driven ghosts of them that flee before all things. Oblivion is the name of this abode, and she is there. O radiant song, O gracious memory, be long upon this height I shall not climb again. I know the way you mean, the little night and the long empty day, never to see again the angry light, or hear the hungry noises cry my brain. Ah, but she, your other sister and my other soul, she shall again be mine, and I shall drink her from a silver bowl, a chilly, thin, green wine, not bitter to the taste, not sweet, not of your press, O restless, clamorous nine, to foam beneath the frantic hooves of mirth, but savouring faintly of the acid earth, and trod by pensive feet, from the perfect clusters ripened without haste, out of the urgent heat, in some clear glimmering vaulted twilight, under the odorous vine. Lift up your lyres, sing on, but as for me, I seek your sister, whither she is gone. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.